You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. Hey, everybody. I'm Paul Worth. Hey, Paul. I always like to say hey, everybody. You do, Well, just to you know, welcome everybody who's listening. All the listeners. All the listeners are welcome Which here. Which we appreciate, every one of, every one of you. We do. Don't, I'm going to plug. Don't forget to tell your friends. About the uh, building code. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what was it, like me? I don't know. Subscribe now to all the things. Yeah, just to our podcast. Sure. And tell the friends about, you know, Tom and Paul. Exactly. How they enlighten your day for 20 <laughs> minutes once a week. <laughs> Hopefully. That's the plan anyway. That's good. Anywho. Anywho. Tom, go ahead and introduce We're very honored to bring on our guest today. Danny Wang is joining us from Danny Wang Design. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've been really looking forward to this interview. Oh, likewise. Uh, love just sharing, sharing kind of information. Very, very exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to have a star on a star. <laughs> we've, we've had an opportunity a couple times on the podcast. Shout out to our uh, huge social media people who have been on here. But Danny, you've got what? How many How many followers? It's not a contest, but how many followers <laughs> do you have But on if Insta- it was a contest, <laughs> Danny's winning. You're winning. How many, on, how many on Instagram? I think right now 416,000. Thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's, what's your handle? Uh, it's Danny Wang Design. All right, it's yeah. it's truly awesome. Before I knew this was scheduled about a year ago, I started following Danny just because I follow things in construction and it's super compelling content. Uh, how did you get started with? I'm always into the Instagram stuff. How did you get started with Instagram, and when did you know it was like going to be something that was truly a game changer for your business, or at least a, a lead source for your business? So I think most people know. I just I actually just started Instagram about two years ago. Oh wow! And I started out just kind of, you know, as a way of voicing my, you know, voicing my opinions, voicing my thoughts. It wasn't very business related, and you know, we, we'll, we'll post like the projects that we're doing, etc. It wasn't. I didn't take it seriously until we. I think at that time we had about three or four thousand followers. Someone else was running my account, mm-hmm. so we started getting leads. I was like, oh. How are these people finding me? Because mm-hmm. I'm just here and posting like my day, you know, posting like random projects I do. I haven't, you know, I don't even know about stories. I didn't know about that. So long story short, we closed that deal, and it was it was kind of crazy because, you know, when we walked in, I felt like they knew who I was already without, you know, because usually mm-hmm. when you when you go meet sell sell a job, they ask, they ask you, okay, you know, you know what what does your company do? You know what what's your background, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's like getting to know each other, right? Uh, it's like an interview. That's but with awesome. this, I felt it was just so weird. They were like, okay, I'm going to use you. I'm not going to interview anybody else. I like your design. I like your work. And I was kind of blown blown away by it because I was like, wow, how does this person, uh, even though they were close, they were probably 30 minutes away from me. How did they find me when, you know, I wasn't even reaching out? Mm-hmm. So we... We closed that deal, and I was really impressed. I was I was more intrigued. I'm always very intrigued by you know things I don't understand, right? So I, I got I got more and more into it. I was like, oh, you know, now this platforms allow me to reach you know people I don't even know that are looking at my jobs. So I just, I started doing it more and more. You know, as 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 soon as I started doing it, it was about a year ago. I started post. I saw someone, one of my friend did before and after post. I was like, oh, I got tons of those, right? Like I've been in business for 14 years. I've been doing a lot of projects. Let me do one. And I, I think it was probably like the third or fourth post that I did before and after. It went viral. 
uh, I think got like 30 or 40,000 likes. So then from then on, my, it was just kind of skyrocketed. I was like, oh, for me to make before and after photos is actually quite easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, right? I have a lot of before, you know, because I'm doing the construction and the design. So um, I guess it just kind of took off from there and we've just kind of, you know, been steady growing uh, pretty rapidly since then. Yeah, yeah. I'm gl- glad you brought the before and after up because that's what I was going to ask you is like, that's a pretty big part of what you post. There's yeah. got to be something in the human condition where they just like that. Yeah, right? it's, it's great like, to see uh, the progress. It's, see pro- it's yeah. why all the, the construction shows on HGTV and, and all those do well. It's basically a before and after, mm-hmm. right? And you yeah. want to see that that final thing. I think that's really awesome. Uh, I think that's really where, because uh, I think for me, uh, Instagram was always, you know, so many people post the finished project, like the f- finished photo, but really they don't tell you how to get there. So more and more I started, you know, just sharing, okay, uh, just even how I got to my business and how I got to these projects. And I realized, hey, more and more people, they like to hear that, right? Especially I started with a kind of interesting background. So mm-hmm. I think just that bring that adds to the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely want to ask you about your interesting background, but one, one thing I want to drive home to the contractors you're listening, you brought up two great points about social media. One, it's, it's a new way to advertise that doesn't cost you dollars, like the normal way of doing it, like paying something or, or some platform. It definitely costs you time. Um, so it gets you leads without that, that marketing expense. But two, I think the one thing you brought up with, we've heard before, you know, in construction, you get a bunch of leads and you qualify them. They qualify you and you qualify them as, as a possible good client. This sort of takes that step largely out of there, which is a huge step in time because they know you and they know that the types of stuff you do. And they know that they probably have the budget for it because they see the types of stuff you do. Maybe the budget's still kind of a concern, but those are two really important things social media can do. So we, we preach this a lot there. Yeah. You, you've got to get on social media and, and just post. Yeah. So you, you said your background. Tell us a little bit about your background. And uh, your company. So yeah. I actually had no construction background. So I was in high school. My dad was a contractor. I was a project manager for him. Uh, I was in real estate development. That's what I went to school for, finance, real estate development. And the, the reason I got into construction is that is a big portion of real estate development. That's a huge cost of this. So I said, hey, you know what? I want to do real estate development. Let me go learn how to do construction to just kind of understand it. So I did construction for about 10 years, worked with various designers. Um, you know, one long story short, one day, there were all the designers, the lead time was just so, so long that, you know, I said, hey, you know what? I need to really get this in. So I started designing myself and I just kind of picked up from there. I didn't know I could design. I was like, Oh, I didn't know people pay me for design. So it just kind of took a, took another life on its own. So that was kind of what I've been pushing is, Hey, I came from no construction background. You know, I got to where I am. I came from no design background. I got to where I am. So that's kind of like the narrative that push It's just, you don't always have to be confined to what you you're learning, you're studying. As long as you have the will to learn, you I mean, you can make it, right? So that's awesome. The will to learn. I mean, I, I think you, that echoes in your designs that you create. I've watched many of your lives as you go through and kind of like just play around. You're, I mean, yeah. you're, that's ultimately what you're doing is you're just trying to figure out a way to create something different and new. And I think. That's what makes your work stand out among other people's. I think everybody else just, you kind of get in that habit of just doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm sure you probably face that as well yourself, but you do a really good job of trying to push yourself to create new designs and push design to the next level. 
Yeah, and also just bottom line is, you know, I preach this a lot, is no excuse, right? Like, I, I, I don't know how to run marketing agency. I have one of the largest followings in my niche. So just, <laughs> right, it just as long as you can't, I think a lot of it is self-doubt. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I can't do this, then I'm not going to do it. For me, it's like, well, if I can't do it, I'm going to go try and do it, right? Like, figure out what it is. And I think that's really what, you know, one of the key points that I drive on my social media is you can't let that doubt, you know, eliminate you, right? Like, mm-hmm. stop you from doing it. You just go out and do it. You'll figure out, okay, maybe this is not right for me. This is not. But at least you learn from that pro- process, yeah. right? And that's that's how I did it for design, right? I didn't just start up instantly and say, hey, let's design just really cool things. Same thing, I had to pitch maybe, you know, 10 design to one client and say, hey, this is really what I want. Um, and eventually, you know, you get the clients that, you know, that lets you do that, right? So it's 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 really funny because everybody thought that I kind of just started my business last year, <laughs> but it's, it's actually I've been in business for 14 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I, I like to di- dive into the actual X's and O's and people because I think some people are like, yeah, just start it yourself. And but where do you start? So and I'm truly curious. So do you, did you literally just start by drawing things on a paper and then trying to figure out? Did you research uh, design software? And then go, okay, well, I got to go learn that. And like, can you actually take us through, not for an hour, but like, how did it actually start? No, for me, it's, it's a little odd, right? I started from the constructing background. Mm -hmm. So I actually saw what all the designers drew. And I think that's one of the things that we wanted to cover, right? How, how do you have a healthy designer contractor relationship? It's very difficult because I was always the guy that, the designer draws a concept and just throws it to me and say, Hey, you go figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, you know, I was like, okay, you know, let me see how I can make this work. Right. But over after, over time, it's just like, well, if I already know what, how it's going to be, why don't I just draw it? Right. So that's why you see a lot of times I do it all because, um, the way it works in my head is I already see the finished project. I'm not going to sit there and draw a bunch of detail plans to, to, to show what I'm going to build. I already know how to build it. But as we expand our company that we're working with people inter, you know, all over the world, now we realize, okay, we need to draw really detailed plans to show them exactly what we need to build it. But it's, it's, it's not everybody has the design build background, but um, I think with the design now is just, you know, we try to do it a little bit differently. We draw it like, draw it as how it will actually get built. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Any software could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talked about the relationship side of it. I'm sure, I guess, has there been experience that you've had, I'm sure most people have had this experience where designers will come and say, hey, we've got this crazy idea and they probably typically hear no, but it sounds like from you, you're willing to at least just say yes and, and try to figure out a way to do it. What's that process yeah. like? Um, well, obviously they like to hear it. Everybody likes to hear yes, right? But what they don't see in the background is then, yeah, we have to do a lot of studies. We have to, do, you know, really take a lot of time figuring it out. Just like my doodle takes me five minutes, but really my construction team, my team takes probably 40, 50 hours to figure, you know, to draw out all the details. So yeah, I think it just, you can't, back to the no doubting yourself part is, you know, I figure I could do it. It's just how long and how will I take and how much money will cost it to get there, right? So sure. Do you feel like your designs and I guess your inspiration now? Do you feel like it's just kind of like a self-evolving thing, or are you pulling from other sources of inspiration as well that you see out um, online or around in the areas that you're building? 
so when I first, uh, also I didn't go to design school, but really a lot of my inspiration comes from working with talented designers, right? They, they were like my teachers. So I worked with a lot of top designers. I kind of understood how everybody did their design. Okay, what's the pros and cons of each, each design? You know, how everybody kind of just thinks. Currently, the way it works at my firm is I usually deal with the client that says, hey, you could do whatever you want, right? Because obviously they see my portfolio. So I said, okay, well, if you want me to go push a limit, this is kind of, you know, what's in my head. So that's a very fortunate position. And what I try to do is I have my staff, they handle, you know, like, you know, they're still working on the in-between process. Okay, I have this client, they want to do this, you know, go and kind of handle it. And on the way you, you learn how that process is. So we're kind of setting up where before I would turn down a lot of jobs that they don't want to do what I want to do, right? But now we're kind of recapturing it to say, okay, my staff could handle this. And also it's always better that you have multiple, design's not one side of thing. When you have more input, the more creative, you know, com- comes out, right? Like even after, for me, if I design, you know, maybe four or five designs in a row, it gets kind of boring. It all kind of looks the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I bring in new people and, so, you know, kind of they stimulate also my design. I'm stimulating their design. So yeah, it's collaborative effort. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's something that's interesting. So you find in design that mm-hmm. um, it, it's collaborative because we talked about a lot of this in construction and there's an evolution in construction, which we're all huge fans of. It's, it's less competitive. Like, you know, 10 builders in Austin, Texas are less secretive. They're more, hey, let's let's share and, and let's raise the entire industry and let's not be so secretive. There's enough, you know, clients to go around. So do you find the same thing in, in design and, in, I guess, architecture that you that they are willing to share and, and teach? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're still working there. That's, that's yeah. a fear. I think that yeah. I think that goes with creative people, though. I mean, creative people can be very uh, hands-on with the material that they create. But I'll let you speak to that more. Yeah. So I think there's definitely different training of thoughts, but and also because design is something that it's almost like it's, I think design is very like because I, I deal with the trade, right? Like building is very systematic. Like you could get, you could systemize it. Mm-hmm. Like how we built this, you could systemize it. Design is very personal, emotional, right? Like it's with the client. Every client is different, so it's very hard to. I, I wouldn't say it's competitive, but it's very hard to. Um, it's it's hard to value, so that's mm-hmm. that's why we still keep the build side, right? Like let's just say a lot of times I'll bring in my design fee. My clients will be super shocked how much my design fees will be, but let's say if we construct it because they could see the actual value like they could see the actual thing mm-hmm. then they value the design yeah. right so it's, it's it's very hard to compete on that because you have people in different states different countries that's doing design for a lot less but really they don't have the experience that brings in the the like how to build it right they might just like i said we comp- we count it as an alphabet it's a to z they only bring a but they're not bringing the b to z part but because we're bringing A to Z, then that value to our clients, to, you know, to the contract that we work with is valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so makes sense. I think that's good too, because you can kind of oversee the entire process as well. It's kind of nice to know it's in the hands of the person who actually envisioned this project from start to finish. Yeah. So that's why, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I like trash talking, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, that's why I always preach to my, tell my clients, you know, when you look at a designer's page, Look at the actual pictures. 
because nowadays the software is so easy to build, you know, to make, you know, a project look so pretty, but really if they don't have physical project that's, that's, that's built, like for me, it's always about, you could talk all you want, but if you don't have anything to show for it, then all your credibility is lost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. how I how I, I do how I do my designs. Yeah, it's I great. Like it. I mean, you definitely deliver on it. And again, that's evident in the stuff that you post on social media. Speaking of social media, we know you're a big fan of TikTok. Uh, and oh, really? you've seen some success there. Well, definitely reposting. And I think that's kind of what we want to talk about a little bit. If, obviously, a huge following on Instagram, but you obviously repost some of the stuff that you do on TikTok. What benefit are you seeing in using TikTok? You know, what was that like? What, what did you have to make that like decision of like, oh gosh, here goes another social media platform I've got to be on and, you know. Well, no, we don't look at it like that because well, the, the way we look at it, the way I look at it is you create one, like we're creating content once and then you're spreading to multiple platforms mm-hmm. versus, you know, like I'm not going to say, hey, I'm, I'm making, oh, it's, I don't treat it as chore, right? It's not a chore for me to make extra video. Whereas I look at it as, because I'm making that, I put it on Instagram. And I'm actually not a very good video editor. I don't have that skill. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could learn, but just at this point, there's no, I mean, it's not the best use of my time. So what I do is I found out that TikTok has a really easy video editor. So, you know, it takes me like five minutes to make a video. And there it has the music and what does well there, most, you know, most, most of the time does well here too on Instagram. So you're just creating one piece of content you know, translating it. And I actually start doing LinkedIn as well. So just use one piece of content for cross platform. Yeah. That's a great tip because it, it t- takes a lot of time to be on all these social media platforms. We talked about this, but it definitely, yep. um, delivers results. Now what's your, yep. so, so you're dancing on TikTok. Is that what you're talking I don't mean that as a shot because I think I have a TikTok out there. My, th- I have four girls. They threw me on one. So no. we're definitely not posting that in show notes though. No, so I, I still try to keep, I mean, I still, for me, it's about consistency, right? So I do a lot of before and afters. I do a lot in between process. So obviously, yeah, maybe I'll get more views dancing around, but mm-hmm. really that's not really part of my brand, right? Like right. people, you know, I don't even show my face, right? This is the first time you guys see me. Um, <laughs> it just, I don't need, I mean, yes, maybe if I, I were to build a personal brand just based on my personal life, Yes, maybe I'll go do the goofy things, but yeah. I think because like I'm still trying to sell my construction design as part of part of my brand, that's why I show on TikTok as well. So I do a lot of you know music transitions. What what I realize people really like you know the like matching the music with the beats. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and the music. Like sometimes uh, you know these are extra tips of engagement, right? Sometimes I'll put a really trendy song. I'll get five posts saying, "Hey, what song is this?" Right. Yeah, right. So, that's great. So multiple avenues, you know, to get that engagement. It's just, you know, for me, that's why I think TikToks. I've been posting content that's very similar to TikTok, like the rawness. Like if you look at my feed, it looks like trash, right? It's all over the place. It's it's not super detailed. Uh, it's not clean. It's not it's, it's not that I don't I don't want that. You know, I have very I have very deta- I have very clean and neat looking profile, right? But that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So by communicating the rawness of it i think that's what people like yeah. like even that's why people, i think tiktok's getting so much popularity it's it's not like hey how pretty i am how it's like look i'm goofy i'm it's, it's fun mm-hmm. so that's why i try to create uh the fun content 
and that's kind of how I portray myself as well on Instagram. So it's relatable. Yeah. And I think a lot of businesses are trying to figure out how do I use TikTok because yeah. it started so much as, you know, yeah. that personal, you know, dancing to the song yep. stuff. I and mean, my kids literally do it all day long. <laughs> I swear yeah. uh, they're yeah. practicing. So I think uh, check out Danny's TikTok page and you'll see how to use it for your business. And it can be yeah. it can be just as. Uh, effective maybe even more i mean they're i mean i don't know the stats but the followers are out of control it's definitely the fastest yeah the fastest growing yeah. network i started in november and literally it's, it's hit or miss right like uh, sometimes it's it's so what i don't like about tiktok that it's it's, it's hit or miss that's really no it's really difficult to build following like with this i have very low like with instagram i feel like i have very low loyal engagement with tiktok it's kind of like the wild west like I'll have videos. I have one video that's about hit, about to hit two million views, and my new videos only have a thousand views. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very, uh, it's very all over the place. But I mean, like I said, you create it in such a new platform that we figure we trade like real estate, right? Like you go in. If I could, I think I have eighty something thousand followers, right? If we could get that many followers within the infant phase, if it ever takes off like Instagram, maybe we'll have millions of followers, right? It's just yeah, so, so crazy. So many, yeah, yeah, so many eyeballs on your name and your business. I mean, yeah. it's like such a new world. It is. Yeah. So it was funny. I was talking to, I think Brad, I think you guys know Brad, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. I did a podcast for him last week. And on that, on that early on that day, I actually had one client that called me, one, one potential client that called me. He's like, hey, I saw you from TikTok. <laughs> and then I went to a website. So, I mean, it is, it is happening, I guess. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think it's yeah. great. I think, again, another our, our listeners, builders, they're hesitant because it, they have that viewpoint of like, oh, it is another social media network that I've got to go put time and effort into. But I love your your tip there that just repurpose the content. Take what you can build. Obviously, you said you can build better videos there and you found that. Do that and then just repost it somewhere else. I mean, you're, yeah. you're it's the same content. It's still you. It's still your business. It's still your brand. You're just saving time and effort. And of course, we're all looking for those efficiencies. Mm-hmm. And and, re- and really, I think too many people get focused on what the content looks like. I have content that is so red, so low res that you know, it still gets like hundred thousand views, right? Two hundred thousand views, three hundred thousand views. So I think it's the quality of the content, not the quality of like what it look what the content looks like right yeah, so, yeah. it's your so voice and what you're saying and what you're doing that's yeah. what resonates so, with people so i think that's really what um social media is about right it's not it's no longer about hey look you know i have the perfect life you know i have the perfect picture um so i think yeah that's really one thing that i had to learn and that's really helped me in transition that's awesome. Uh, so you're obviously focused. I mean, you seem to do business kind of all over the world. You're mainly focused in the Southern California area. Is there building? I mean, obviously you've got to deal with earthquakes out there, um, building codes that are probably a pain to deal with. How does that affect your design? I mean, obviously you've been doing this for 14 years, so you've obviously gained some experience over the years, but when you go into stuff, do you ever feel limited by kind of where geographically you're building? Uh, no. I don't think so. But what, one thing that I am learning is because uh, all the worldwide stuff, that's new. That's literally because we have Instagram. <laughs> um, so I am learning different types of architecture, different type of uh, building materials, limited resources. Let's say I have people that contact me from Africa. 
like I don't even know what how what their building technologies out there, right? Do they even have a building code? Do they have earthquakes? So I'm still stuck with kind of how I'm building things. So what more and more I learned is if I'm working with uh, area that I'm not familiar with, I try to partner up with a local pro out there. Yeah. So let's say if um, I just got a phone call yesterday from someone in Vancouver, right? Vancouver. I don't know how to build in Vancouver, but let me communicate. I know how I built stuff here. Let me communicate how we, how you guys do things here, so I can understand and then design around how you guys do things. Yeah. Yeah. And then that contractor has a has a new job, and it, it all works out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really back to how designers and contractors. The designer that I worked with before, you know, I don't, I don't want to say this because I have sometimes I have an ego, but it just it's, okay. <laughs> it's their way, my way, but. Tree has a different view. It's like I'm the support of the contractor, right? Because they're the person that's gonna make it build. Like they're gonna build it. Um, so let's, you know, like take that reverse thinking. It's like, hey, my job is here to support you, not to, you know, put my ego over you. Yeah. In, in a previous podcast, we talked about this with the trades. Is like, you know, if, if you and if you do the framing, you want somebody to come after you to make your framing look good, like the next yeah. contract. And the same thing with design, like. You can design till the cows come home, but if the contractor can't perform it and, and you know deliver your vision, then What's it's the all point? for not. Yeah. yeah. Makes so sense. More and more team, team effort and you know, I've been working on it. It's a little bit difficult, but I've been working more on team team focused effort. All my staff look up to me. And sure. if I have huge goes, I start developing, you know, it's like bad habit, feed on bad habit. So yeah, I, yeah. I learned to kind of separate that, you know, in and out. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think there's a difference between ego and confidence. That's right, Tom. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I mean, I, I think it's a very blurred line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this uh, that's actually funny. That's what Instagram. This is how I started Instagram. I was I was using this as a creative outlet where I could say, you know, uh, in the beginning, obviously now I kind of have to be careful what I say, right? In the beginning, it was way too. I could let all the ego in my world like out, right? Mm-hmm. I could say whatever hell I want on Instagram yeah. if I've. If I only had a thousand followers, I don't even know. Then that's why I started. I was like, I didn't even know who these people were. So I'm going to go talk, you know, wherever the hell I want to speak. And, you know, and that's what, that's kind of how I, I separate what I do in the office and what I do in, you know, yeah. And that's why even like nowadays people, I, I crack jokes on Instagram, you know, things like that. But at the office, I can't do that. Right. So yeah. sometimes people meet me in real life. It's like, how come you're so serious in real life and you're so, you know, jovial Instagram, because, you know, that's really my true personality. I just have to tailor, I just have to be careful what I do in, in my uh, office, because, you know, these people, they work for me, they look look up to me, and I need to have a professional character. Yeah, well, and that's why you built the Instagram following, though, it's, you know, you're authentic, yeah. which I think is a good tip for everybody. It is, and I love that you you mentioned it earlier, you're always learning, and I think that is just what we look for, especially in our podcast guests, is we're looking for people in the industry like yourself who are just always constantly trying to make it a better experience, delivering yep. a better customer experience, but also just delivering a better product. And I think that's, again, what you've just done as a huge cornerstone of your company. It's very apparent in what you post is you yep. deliver an exceptional experience, an exceptional product. Yeah, if, if it's, it's more like this, like I always look at it, if this person, if kind of like clients, right? I have so many jobs where you know, they're like, oh, well, uh, in fact, one of my most popular posts before was it was this little swimming pool in the side yard. And how we got how we got that project was everybody said, no, I can't, you know, the, the client can't put a swimming pool. 
So I said, you know what, let me figure out, you know, then I, I was able to squeeze in, you know, a swimming pool. And at that, at that time, at that point, the price and it's no longer, we're not no longer competitive, right? Like I'm the only person that's able to do this. Everybody else is not able to. So automatically we get the job. So I think that's, you just carry that attitude with, you know, obviously you got to do a caution, but then you got to follow codes and things like that, but you just kind of carry, so, okay, I don't know if I could do it, but the way it is, is I'm going to try, like, I'm going to try and figure out how to do it, right? Versus just say, hey, let's shut it down. You know, I think that's really, really um, a, a, a good point to, to you know, the, the client see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like this Can't guy do. actually cares and he's, he's trying, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today and sharing your design experience and your industry experience, your social media experience. You've got a lot of experience working for you there. Uh, (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing that. Again, we wish you the best of success in your business going forward. Thanks so much for coming on today. No problem. It was a pleasure as well. All right. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.